the more I knew about the setup and how much room we had, and uh, it seems like behind Chad Sorrell, the one where he was going to ride, the run fit better behind the, the black. He's a little bit faster and kind of angles-wise, it worked a little better. Um, I, and I kind of quit riding Lex just because I was afraid I was going to want to get on him. So honestly, I turned him right back out, and I hadn't even touched him in about a month. So I, was, I was, didn't even want the opportunity to get on him. So. This is Season 3 of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's regular podcast where the team roping world talks. We've told the stories of some of the greatest cowboys, horses, and moments in the sport, and we're so far from done. In 2020, we'll bring you more of what you've come to expect, like interviews with the best cowboys and cowgirls we know, and we'll dive even deeper into subjects you care about. Look for more audio editions of the Team Roping Journal stories you might have missed in print, and learn about the great horses shaping the sport and great challenges facing our industry. All this and more in 2020. I'm Chelsea Schaefer. Hey everybody, welcome to round nine of the score from the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo 2020 COVID-19 Arlington, Texas edition. Next to last night that we're doing this, so you'll go back to your regularly scheduled score episodes here in a couple days. But um, for now, we talk to Chad Masters and Wesley Thorpe and Colby Lovell and Paul Eaves, who split round nine with a 3.8 second run. That was uh, Colby and Paul's second consecutive round win. Uh, That was Chad and Wesley's first round win of the week. You might remember that Chad Masters uh, also set the world record in round nine back in 2009 when uh, him and Jade Corkill were a 3-3. So Chad doesn't really like to be in this position of going for the rounds this time of year, but uh, it's okay. He's winning a bunch of money. So Colby and Paul have won $96,096.16 world standings points because we don't actually know what the NFR is paying yet. Uh, So we're not sure the the actual money total that's associated with that number, but um, if it's anywhere close to that in money, that's quite a bit. Uh, When this round ended, they were heartbreakingly first in the world. you know, they are out of the average. They had an illegal head catch. They had a crossfire um, that we all know how uh, everybody feels about that crossfire call. That took about 20000 out of their pockets. That took huge, um, you know, a lot of momentum out of them, out a lot of their, a lot of their uh, energy out of the average efforts that they were making at the time. So that's a huge swing and, and quite the bummer um, for them and, and quite the heartbreaker. So, yes, the, going into round 10, they are first in the world standings. Chad Masters and Wesley Thorpe have won $63,519 this week. They are 8th and 7th in the world and 5th in the average. They've got 8 steers down and 57 and 40. So uh, they're open sharp. They're going to win some average money as long as things go well tomorrow. So that's great. Um, If the rodeo ended tonight, which is round 9, I'm speaking to you all on Friday the 11th, (laughs) just for for historical purposes, the 11th of December 2020, in case you're listening to this way sometime in the future. If the rodeo ended tonight... Luke Brown would be your world champ with $187,392.92. Second in the world would be Eric Rogers, who is winning the average right now. On uh, On the healing side, Peyton Bray would be your world champ. And Joseph Harrison would be second by about $713. But the gap on the head side is quite a bit bigger. Luke won a lot more this summer than Joseph did when they were roping with different partners. Uh, 
So I, I don't think anybody really wants to see a split world title. Lots of things can change tomorrow night, but the chances are pretty good of a split world title. So um, check it out. The PRCA actually has on their website a projected world standings that kind of lines things out. But I'll look for the chance to write quite a lot more tomorrow for you all to see and look on teamropingjournal.com we'll have some more breakdowns of scenarios that can happen and I'll tap some of my favorite people to, that run numbers really well um, probably probably give Brady Miner a call in the morning he always kind of can look at those scenarios Turtle, Derek Begay, they're all really good at that kind of stuff so I am going to tap my smart friends for that sort of stuff, we'll check back tomorrow on teamropingjournal.com like I said all right, without further ado, here is Chad Masters and Wesley Thorpe. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Resistall. From the passionate hatters that started the company to the hardworking team working daily to produce the best quality hat a cowboy can wear, the folks at Resistall live and love the Western way of life. Not only do they respect cowboys in the Western way of life, they all live it too. That's why they say we live it every day and why everybody wears the hats that they make browse the hats that they've got available at resistall.com shop them while you are in arlington they are at the convention center lots of places you can find them at nrs if you were hoping at the world series indicator and remember to use the hashtag we live it every day when you're posting your cowboying roping photos on instagram and facebook <laughs> great chad you're um is it a good title or a bad title to be the king of round nine? Oh, I would, uh, I guess it would be a good thing, I guess, because when it's going bad, it always helps to go a little bit good at the end. A little bit better at the end. A little bit better, yeah. 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 You've made some horse changes. Talk about that between Jimmy and your sorrows. Yep, my new horse is named Frosty. Um, with us not knowing the situation of the barrier and the arena, I thought he would be a better bet for me to go catch all my steers, except for I missed the first one. Yeah. So if I was going to swap, I should have swapped in the second round, but we still didn't know how it was, but uh, it's worked out good. Yeah, a lot of people, guys that we've talked to this week, have told me that your sorrel horse looked great, that they really liked your sorrel horse. What, what was the thought process between changing and Jimmy? Um, I don't think he's faced as great as he needed to, um, and uh, I don't know, I'm not going to say he's green, but a little bit inconsistent maybe in some areas, and... Um, I knew when we run the in the, I guess it was the sixth round. We rope. I had a pretty good steer, so I knew it was a good time to try Jimmy and see what he's going to be like. Gotcha. And Ray J's been awesome all week, right? He's been he's been pretty good. He's giving me a good throw every time. Yeah. Is Lexus sound? Is Lexus around? He is. I actually had him ready for this, and I I kind of a couple of months ago, and then I the more I knew about the setup and how much room we had, and uh, it seems like behind Chad Sorrell, the one where he was going to ride, the run fit better behind the, the black. He's a little bit faster and kind of angles-wise, it worked a little better, um, I, and I kind of quit riding Lex just because I was afraid I was going to want to get on him, so honestly, I turned him right back out, and I hadn't even touched him in about a month, so I was I was I didn't even want the opportunity to get on him, so <laughs> I kind of wanted to stick with what I thought was best and, and leave when, it at that. When Chad switched, were you like a little bit tempted, or were you, were you staying hooked? No, I, I thought we, we had kind of planned on the same run regardless. Um, you know, Jim, Jimmy's timing is good, too, so I, I wasn't worried about switching or anything. I still kind of thought the, the plan, you know, stayed the same and how Chad's horns, his rope hits the horns, it sets the steer up, and um, I just kind of wanted to stick, stick with my game plan and not, not venture off. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me about the run tonight. How did it come together? 
Um, our steer was awesome. Uh, we, we knew that coming in, and uh, we the last two steers have went left pretty hard and tried, and they're really hard to get around in this arena when they come left. Um, so I just wanted to kind of take advantage of one going straight and being really good. So Chad did a good job setting him up for me. Chad, what did it look like from your end? I, you know, I don't remember anything. I knew how good the steer was, and I knew if I could stay behind the barrier on him, he would be good. And I, I'm pretty sure after I nodded, I blinked out a little bit. And uh, I didn't even know if I was out. So I just knew that I'd caught up pretty fast and uh, just tried not to miss from then on. Somebody uh, told me that guys have been getting caught up faster in this setup than they thought they would. Have you felt that at any point throughout the week, like you've had too much rope out there? Uh, definitely, yeah. Especially the first night I was expecting to run him for a little ways, and I caught up where I caught up tonight, just wasn't ready to throw. Yeah, what is it about this setup and these steers that's causing that to happen? Like, a lot of great guys, it seems like, have run into that problem. Well, I think uh, even though it's it's longer than it normally is, it's still pretty short barrier. It's even shorter than what we usually run during the year. So I think uh, if you draw a pretty good steer and he leaves leaves the chute, you can catch up pretty fast. Gotcha. So. Congratulations, guys. Thanks. Thank you. All right, and thanks, guys. Here's our interview with Colby Lovell and Paul Eves. Man, it's hard to talk to you guys tonight because there's some stuff I want to ask you about. Are you looking at anything for tomorrow night or for the end game at all? Or are you thinking about making money for your families right now? There's really nothing to look at. I mean, we got to do, whether we're looking at the end game or wanting money for our families, it's the same thing. Same thing. We have to do, so, yeah, no, I know no, no strategy to that. That's kind of fun, though. I mean, you get to let your hair down completely and go for it all tomorrow with an outside chance. Be the spoilers. Yeah, I don't yeah, we, know. I don't know. We ain't looked at it, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, we, we, we really don't have, I mean, I don't, I don't have a clue. I yeah. mean. They said would, if it ended tonight, you guys would be like third and fifth, so. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's so much that have There's have so to, much that can happen. That would have to fall your way, and obviously that's not the, you want, I would like to be in control of it, but we're not so then it's just do the best you can do and, and yeah. try to win something yeah there's an outside chance maybe I'm bad at math but it looks like there could be anyway tell me about that steer tonight how'd it come together he was good snow and junior went around I text Paul this morning and I uh, told him so we're going we're going we were going to draw that steer I mean dang walked up there I mean, he did <laughs> so yeah, that was you... nice <laughs> nice Paul what did it look like from your end it was it was probably the that one felt the easiest just because I think the steer was so much better just left leaded slow good and it just felt like a everyday run last night you told me that you thought you took an extra swing and you didn't quite throw when you wanted to um tonight was that when you wanted to throw yes that's when I wanted to throw and it didn't affect anything last night but uh <clears throat> yeah I was that that felt a lot better very good did you guys go to the buckle ceremony last night you yeah. Okay. Are you going to go to it again tonight or? I guess. Yeah. We probably will. <laughs> Good. All right, guys, congratulations. Thank you. Thanks, Chelsea. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Have a great night.